In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snowett. Take a dose of every day But how am I supposed to stay In a world built on empty ways And the lessons of all the rage So we're at the Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival. We're going to just start off with some streamer chick. What's going on? I'm getting a massage. <laughs> Is this a, like a sanctioned massage? Um, a what? Sanctioned? Like, he's professional, right? He is so professional. It feels so good. And we're at the Looper Flies booth. You are? John Diamond. You came along to help out and give massages? Oh, yeah, man. Got to loosen everybody up for the weekend. All right. So, um, does she have some tense back muscles from the show? She's a little tense from the traps. I think uh, we're going to get that worked out, though. Okay. Yeah. She's loosening up right now. I can feel it, actually. How many people reference the Seinfeld episode when you say you're a masseuse and they're all like... Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know what you're talking about. The Seinfeld episode? Yeah, when he was dating the woman that was a masseuse. Oh, I didn't see that one. And everyone wanted free back rubs. Just like, oh, you know when you're, you like go to the hairstylist? The no, that happens all the time. Everybody yeah. wants a free rub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so early for this. All right. So, uh, yeah, today is uh, 4-9-2016. We're going to get some snow today. The, yeah, that's the. They're calling for snow and forty mile an hour wind. Snow. 
you serious? Yeah, we're supposed to snow today. It's not even that cold out. Well, it's going to drop. It's supposed to be 29 tonight, I think. Ugh. And then, uh, yes, yeah, so we're at the Farm Bureau of Virginia building. It's bright in here. And we'll walk around and... Um, are you falling asleep yet? Oh, uh, no, yeah. I could. All right. I'm not sure how to, uh, to pause this. Um, I'm just going to press this button. This is the new recorder. So the show's going good so far. We have uh, Looperflies to my right, SteelheadSchool.com to my left, across from me, Bamboo Bend, Fiberflies Dubbing, and Waltz Custom Tackle. Sold a beer can lanyard so far. That's about it. But the show's just getting started. Getting texts from a lot of people that are coming down. Uh, it's going to be a fun, fun day. The wife said it's snowing back home. So I'm glad I'm indoors in here where it's a little warmer. Except behind me, there's a door. And every time they open it, the wind blows in and blows everything around. The massage uh, booth is a hit. A lot of people stopping in. I feel completely different. It was better than a cup of coffee. My back, my neck, my shoulders. It, I'm going to have to like just go back over there. Um, that's it for now. I got the booth set up. I'll post pictures. So what do we want to talk about? We're going to make this up as we go. So we're Looper Flies at the Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival. You may have one of the most niche booths. Who do you have with you? It's my college roommate, John Diamond. He is a massage therapist out of Knoxville, Tennessee. You want to get a rub down, he'll... I'll take care of you. It was pretty awesome. It's definitely bringing people by. And I thought, not only do you have the biggest calculator, I thought you were going to bring uh, your big hair stacker. <laughs> yeah, I'll is that, that one at home. <laughs> Is that thing custom made? This thing? Uh, it's a peak. Holy shnikes. Uh, peak makes these. This is their magnum hair stacker. It's like stacker. a socket wrench tool. It looks like it, doesn't it? My gosh. That's what she said. Yeah. So <laughs> what are you tying up on this, uh, this, this weekend here? Um... I brought several of the spineless minnows. Uh, I brought a few musky flies, and right now I'm tying a spook fly. Uh, all, po- all political correctness aside. Uh, and it's white. <laughs> it's Shit. also white. Oh, uh, we're not going to put a hood and a veil on it, and it's not going <laughs> to uh, pretend to be a ghost. How much um, deer hair goes into that thing? Uh, just about a whole patch. A whole patch of belly hair? Yes. Just about a whole patch. Oh, and what's the time frame on that? About an hour. Wow. So what if you what what pound tippet do you want to use on this so you don't lose it on your third cast? Um, I mean I'm fishing 16 to 20 pound test generally. Is uh, that a weight on the bottom? It's a yes. Keel? There's two. There's one at the back and there's one about a third of the way up on the belly, okay. and it keeps that that nose up in the air and allows it to walk. I think it's crazy looking. It's cool, man. Uh, Jeff Creamer is the guy that came up with that pattern. Uh, he is uh, he's on the Drake and very active in social media, but he gave me permission to tie it. Um, and I know there's a couple other deer hair guys out there that have done it before. Uh, I think Pat's got a version of it and a couple other guys, but, uh, this is our version and it just freaking works, man. All right. Good. How's it going? Yeah, man. You ever seen anything like that? No, that's pretty badass, man. Thanks, dude. Spineless minnow. There's one in the uh, tank there wiggling around. Uh, I've got customers. If you don't fly fish, man, I got guys that use that stuff on gear. They'll throw a couple of split shots about six inches above the fly and fish it just like a lure. Thanks, man. That's it, dude. That's all that's left. I brought 100-something, and they're all gone. Wow. Yeah, dude. I've sold 150 of them. That's all that's left is right there. Holy shnikes. 
next to the giant uh, calculator. That's like the old drunk phone you had back in college <laughs> with the giant numbers. Like, I can't do it. I can't find the numbers, like the phone for the elderly. So it looks like you got some Deer Creek resin going? Yeah, yeah. Recent addition, uh, Looperflies has been added to the Deer Creek protein. Uh, so, so all of my uh, UV uh, epoxy is Deer Creek. All right. 100% um, tack free, man. I, look, I've used them all. I've used them all. And there is, and I'll, I'll be happy to do a demo for you to show you CCG next to it. There is no tack. Wow. At all. Three, five seconds with the light, it's done. The end. Now, the thin stuff, uh, you got to build it up in layers. Because if you put too thick, it'll crack on you. But any UV glue will do that. All right. But it's, it is, they actually have a new addition. It's the Flex. They actually have a flexible UV that's truly tack-free. I'm going to have to get some of that. Yes. I know right, a guy. Right. I'm going to help you out. I know a guy. All right, so not only do we have the peak hair stacker, you got some huge vices. Yep, got the peak vices. Uh, you got to be pretty tall to use that. That's the new one. That's the LRS, right? That's their Jurassic series. I think the large iron retention system is what they call it. I could use that base as an anchor on my drift boat. I think it's about a 10 pound or 12 pound base. My goodness. But what's so cool about it is I can lock this thing in, man, and I can pick up the whole base with this hook out ever slipping. So, like, if I just have it in the there... The hook is connected inside. Yeah, yeah. It's like a loop or, like, a ring around the hook shank. Passes it down. Correct. Yeah, I could lift this whole thing up with that. And that's a 2 aught hook. And that's a 12-pound base. And I'm bending the hook, lifting the base up, and it's not slipping. Let's do that with a... Take that across there and do that with Regal, and it probably won't work. So, you're a big fan of the Krennic? Big fan, man. Big fan. I, I started tying Creolexes for fun. And then uh, kind of develop my own version of a, like a weighted, non-weighted Creolex truck crafts pattern. Uh, it's just a bait fish, uh, a, and honestly, the strength of the of the crank is is. I hope I'm saying it right. Yeah, I don't know. Crinic. <laughs> um, if I took Flashaboo and pulled it, it would snap. But if I take Flashaboo's got like a stretch and right. then it kind of pops. It's like it's kind of like a plastic. And Krynik uh, is a is thread basis. Like they use that to make threads out of. Uh, I think Krynik uh, is a. They do sewing and cross stitching. Thanks. The website actually has that one. It just says you know, fabric, fabric. Yeah, yeah. Crafts, crafts, and then it's fly fishing. Tiny. You gotta you gotta search. Yeah. The colors on there. And there's some crazy. You had that blue one earlier. Yeah, dude. Here's yeah, the that swatch. Stuff just looks. This is everything they make. That's wow. All, that's all the flash they make. Wow. I know, man. They got some glow-in-the-dark stuff right here. Yeah. It's super cool. Hit that with the UV. Like I like fiery. Man, there's some steelhead colors like in here. Yeah. Fiery fuchsia, punchy purple. And they do three different lengths, too. Or widths. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So what's your beverage here? Blue Point? Where's that out of? Man, I have no idea. Uh, looks like it's Long Island. Blue Point? I, I, yeah, we Isn't were... that an oyster? Great. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know how you're wearing flip-flops, too, Strapper. with short sleeves. I'm wearing three shirts, long underwear. Tennessee, man. Just how we do it. T-shirts and flip-flops. Don't stop. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. Stratford, Connecticut. From, I don't know. Someone dropped that off? Is that a gifted no, beer? we were at the grocery store last night, and we're like, I want to get something I don't, we don't have at home. 
Port City. Port City, huh? You need to get Port City and take it home. It's the best small brewery. If you guys need flies, let me know. Uh, yeah, Port City is the number one small brewery in America. Like, their IPA will blow your mind. Are they here? No, but they'll, but have, I can it, get they'll have the grocery store. Okay, yeah. Port City, all right. Monumental IPA. If you want to take care of that, man. Yeah, all right. Go make some money. Oh, wait, we got masseuse. Yeah, Johnny's the man. Yes. That was a sweet back massage. So that, that was basically how this went. It was like, hey, man, so I got this thing to go to. Hear me out. <laughs> Hear me out. Uh, a bunch of fishy nerds. Can, we, can you drive us to Knoxville? Do you not have a car? I do, but I needed him to drive so I could like tie. Oh, that's right. You had him like on the door. Yeah, they were on the, on the, on the yeah. sunroof. They were hanging on the sunroof. Down below, cash box. You can use that to put the flies in. Yeah. Yeah. He's good people, man. Nice, nice. We've known each other for 15 years now. Wow. I think we met, we were both 21. My roommate in college, we're, uh, we're trying to get back together. I haven't seen him since he moved out and my now wife moved in. Um, she ruined it all, didn't she? No, he worked <laughs> nights. He, I never saw him. He worked nights at M- this old MCI in Sprint. Wow. So he, uh, he worked nights. I never saw him. And then he met a girl. We had this awesome, like, total redneck bar in Northern Virginia called O'Toole's. It was like Roadhouse. Girls would get on the tables and dance. <laughs> Thank you. And he um, he met this girl there. I don't know if, if he married her or not, but he moved. I think they moved in together mm-hmm. right when, when my now wife moved in. Yep. When she started throwing all my stuff out. <laughs> She's still doing it. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. All right, so muskies. I tried getting into muskie. It's I always compare it to the Seinfeld episode where he's like, I'm not a swinger. You become a swinger, you have to have like all new clothes and everything new. And <laughs> you got to completely change everything when you start throwing. You know. That fly is the size of I think it was a John, parrot. John was asking me, well, how much do you have to have to do this? And I started, I was like, well, pack a schlop in a fly shop is 20 bucks. The, the musky schlop. Right. So you get... 30-something feathers, 20 bucks. And I've got three different colors in this one. So they're 60 bucks. Bucktail, I've got two colors. That's some, you get some long bucktail, man. That's Yeah, yeah. You got no some joke. last year, didn't you? I saw it. Um, we Yeah, we talked about where I got it from. Yep. Uh, but anyway, the uh, so you got the, the two the two colors. They're like 8 bucks a pack, so they're 16 So now we're at $76. Then we got a pack of hooks. What's the thin speckle, this stuff? Um, oh, you've never seen that. That's uh, oh, that's our new barred flash. Yes, the new flash. So I haven't seen it in something like that because it's uh, the same color pink as everything else in there. Here, Here's a whole yeah, the new. Yeah, oh, I haven't. Se- I always haven't seen that kind. All this stuff. So there's the magnum, and then the regular. Nice. Just thin. Uh, but yeah, that's the the. So then we got this. This is probably what I actually have no idea how much this is. Four, eight, six bucks maybe yeah. in a in a store, and I've got three different colors in the fly. So I mean I'm over a hundred dollars. Basically over a hundred, hundred and fifty just to buy the materials to get it. So like if you lose that, it's like losing a case of beer and an hour, two hour. Uh, this this takes about an hour and a half to tie. So somebody at the Western North Carolina show was saying that I don't know who the guide was, but if they pictures? no go ahead buddy. If they hook a log. This dude, like, 
You could just go to the website if you wanted. They're on there. He, he, he may post on Facebook, I was told. <laughs> you mean spamming it with everything uh, under what? the sun? No. Grab the grab the hook and sh- just the hook, and then shake it next to your ear. It's a bobblehead. Oh, sweet. Yeah. yeah, that's it in the tank right there. Yeah, we we tried to buy him from Pat. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think he mentioned you guys were gonna try to call or whatever. It's fine. Yeah. And now, but you said walk the dog. That's this guy. Oh. And it's soon to be this fellow. I'm, I'm sure it's, if you could get that where the snakehead are, the chat. Can you make that thing weedless though? I mean, Put a little loop over that hook. Maybe. Those little wire ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could work. Yeah, that Pretty thing simple. through, like, lily pads. I'm sure there'd be some blow-ups of some largemouth, too. That's ridiculous. Um, it's cool, man. The first time we saw it do that, my buddy and I in the boat were both like, dude, 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 did you see that? Let me throw that. Hand me that rod. Let me weight. throw that. It's nice. Yeah, there's there's two. It's tungsten right here. This is the weight. Gotcha. One at the back and one in the belly. It's just on a chocolate shank. Does it walk? Like a dog. Like a dog. I like that. Like a camel. That's the one. Walk. Like a camel. You retail these for 20 bucks? That one is, yep. We're just discussing on the podcast what goes into making these things. Yeah, this one's one's 40. Oh, we know. We know it's been to make this bullshit. That's nice. Thanks, man. That's good for the money, even shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really and then I like you've got the little uh, quarter-inch split ring on front. Exactly. Yep. Help it wobble a bit. Yep. Yep. I use that because I build my leaders uh, for musky with a perfection loop on both ends, and so I don't have to cut my leader. I just pull, you pull my uh, split ring pliers and swap out the fly, and leave the split split ring on the end of it. The other thing I can do is I'll take my musky leader and I'll take a sixteenth or an eight eighth ounce bullet weight. Mm-hmm. Like if you're Carolina rigging, yep. and I'll throw that on my leader, and it suddenly takes my... I know a guy who throws those on Dahlberg Divers. Cool. He's like, they go under and then pop up. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a very fishy dude, too, so he knows what he's doing. Nice, man. Hey, uh, check this out. I'm just going to... That's a wiper, man, right? That That's a white. The wiper is here this was just the other day that silver one you just had in your hand that's uh the size of the side on that fish that. That. that's the silver that's one. a hybrid right uh-huh yeah it's pretty um we have a fly we just call the mirror lore fly that's a lot like that we used to stuff the trail. man's pat's got one too called the polar fash minnow or something like yeah, that i like yours though that's cool man well that's that chronic looks just like yeah all the uh Shiners in the river right now eating the shad eggs. Yeah. And then, yeah, stripers chop that. Yeah. Same fly. Very fat. 10, 10 plus pound high Ooh. That's cool. <laughs> and, and my background in biology, the side of that looks like uh, a DNA like blot test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Southern blot. Yeah, man. I'm I'm uh, completely sold out of spineless minnows. That's all. I've got this left, and that's it. And I'll, I'll probably have them laid out tomorrow. But yeah. that's the money maker, dude. You guys getting a free massage back there? Yeah. When he's not working my booth, he's a man of many talents. Dude, that guy right there will rub you down good. No happy endings. No happy endings. Don't ask. He might even try, but just don't ask. You can always go to Annandale, the town where I live. Oh, so this guy was saying that. Yeah, this guy was saying that he'll he'll like put on a mask and snorkel. 
and just dive down like 15 feet to pull these things off of stumps. He's like, there's no way I'm losing that, man. Yeah, we fish, um, you know, 80-pound test with like a 25-pound brake tip. So, so my, my leaders are about this long. And I've got two flavors. One is with wire and one is with mono. And actually, the mono is here. Or 100 pound test. Any specific brand? Whatever Bass Pro's got. Oh, dude, I thought you were going to pull out. You got the biggest? Yeah. You got the biggest hair stacker, the biggest mono, and the biggest. go home, man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'll build my leaders out of, uh, so I'll do a 20 pound brake tippet so I don't break my fly line. Right. Because if I get hung up, that happened last week. I was like 40, 50 feet down, you'll going break, for blue cats. Break, yeah, you'll break your fly line. Yep, I ended up using, because we had to get above the snag, so yeah. I was pulling the boat by the fly line. I was like, F this. Then I just uh, put the boat, turned the engine on, and went above it. Came loose. Yep. Yeah, we, uh, so we'll do that, and then the bite tip, it'll either 80-pound mono or 40-pound uh, wire. And I'll just do the perfection loops on either end so I can swap them out real quick. And you got to have, like, different nets and just – it's a completely different. Yep. Start over. Yeah. Buy new stuff. Your wife will love it. She will love it. Yep. I'm, I'm not allowed to buy anything this weekend. So that's probably a good thing. That is a good thing. Yeah. My wife's been texting me. <laughs> you doing good? You make me money? She's in an advocate retreat. Okay. She's making some money. Uh, trying to learn how to make some money. And we're going to get you those Sharpie uh, fabric pens. Yeah, man, the, for, the, for the creature tails. It's the only ones that you don't have to iron. Most of the fabric pens, you actually have to I iron. Heat to it. Yeah, to these. That's cool, man. Yeah, no heat for these. How's it going, Grant? What's up? All right, Good, Watch I'll let you go. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Yeah, man. Again, where can we find you when you're not posting on Facebook? Um, Looper-flies.mybigcommerce.com is the website. Right. Instagram? Uh, just looperflies, one word. Right Instagram.com forward slash looperflies. Sounds good. On Facebook. All right, man. It'll be all right. We've got Jim here, Fiber Flies. Uh, hello. So let's tell us about yourself. How'd you get into alpaca dubbing? Um, well, it's kind of a long story. Uh, we got time. All right, I'll keep, try and keep this it short. This is uh, though. 32 gigs on this this drive. Here. Okay. Um, my wife and I were walking through uh, her camp park in downtown Fredericksburg. There was a farmer's market there. And, um, you know, being a fly tire, I happened to see some fur in a bag with the bar of soap. And so, you know, obviously had to go check it out. Um, I walked up to the table, asked if I could buy the fur. And, you know, the lady was like, sure, what's it for? I told her. And, we started talking. Um, we did a tour at her alpaca farm, and I uh, started teaching classes at her farm. And then together we uh, we formed Fiberflies Dubbing. Um, you know, they've since had to get out of the business, but I still, you know, help them shear the alpacas and I dye the dye the material myself. Yeah, and these are intense colors. Like if you fish for steelhead, these colors are what you need. What what would you call this pack? That is a uh, salmon and saltwater pack. I called it. I was close. Yeah, you were pretty close. But I'll tell you what, here locally, it's uh, they're pretty killer on shad as well, uh, especially the pink and purple and chartreuse. They uh, they do pretty good with that. How many colors do you offer? Um, I offer two different boxes of 12 colors each. Um, the first box is the trout colors. There's six or uh, five dyed colors, and uh, there's seven natural colors. And then I, the, the 
steelhead and salmon color, or the steelhead and saltwater are uh, 10 dyed colors and two natural colors. Now, what properties of alpaca make it good for tying? Um, you know, it's not really better than anybody else's type of dubbing. It's, it's a lot more versatile, though. Uh, it's got an average staple length of three inches. Uh, the individual fibers are semi-hollow, so if you wanted to tie a dry fly with it, you can. Um, generally, I'll get about five or six really good drifts, and then uh, it'll start to sink a little bit into the surface film. But I can get, before I've got to dry it off, I can get about ten drip, good drifts out of it. Um, it chops up nice, and you can make a really buggy nymph. Um, the fibers are long, like I was saying, three three inch staple length, so you can make a hair wing or a tail if you wanted to. Um, you know, it's just it's no better or worse than anybody else's dubbing. It's just it's different. If if I had to say it was any one thing made it made my product stand out is is versatility. Now these animals are, are they nice? Most of them that I've come in contact with are. Uh, I was recently at, at another farm in Maryland, and uh, Those Maryland alpacas—they're vicious. Yeah, they were—they were not nice. Uh, is, is it spitting what they do? Uh, not that llamas? day. Not that day. They do spit, uh, but uh, not that particular day. Um, now they were just—they were kind of ornery little critters, you know. But the ones that at uh, the farm that we use. They're, they're almost like dogs, you know. They come right up to you and want you to pet them and stuff. Have you ever tried to dye one that's not been sheared yet? No. But uh, that's a pretty interesting prospect. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't like the horses in the Wizard of Oz were all painted? Yeah, yeah. Which I think was toxic paint, okay. if I remember. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. good for horses back then. Well, it's a, it's a protein fiber, so I don't know how they would take with uh, having vinegar dumped all over them, you know, with the acid dye. But... Uh, you know, they probably smell like pickles, at least. That's not too bad. Uh, that's be all right. Yeah. The Beasley kids are running through. That kid's got some laps today. Yeah. So what, what flies are you tying with these? Um, well, uh, I tie pretty much anything. I tie everything from saltwater to trout. My personal favorites are soft hackles and classic wets. That's, you know, everybody's got their preference. Uh, I know you like the real flashy stuff for, for your shad and your yeah. snakehead and stuff. I like the classic flies, and I've recently started doing uh, intruders with it. They're nice. And uh, so I don't know. I like uh, I like the classic flies. Yeah, your intruders. I've been looking at them dangling all day. Yeah. Did you get up to steelhead fish much? I have not since I've uh, since the last time I was back home. Um, so no, not really. And you also do some work with healing waters. I do. Um, I'm the assistant program lead at uh, the Quantico project, or Quantico program, I guess. Um, we're the only only uh, program on board a Marine Corps base right now. So, how was your tithon at the Woodbridge Orvis? <laughs> uh, it was pretty good. It was good, uh, productive. You know, we had uh, I don't know a couple hundred flies tied, and we had uh, had some donations, but no beer on tap like we had. No, no. Unfortunately, we. You did guys not had lunch. We did. We did. We had, uh, I think, barbecue. Nice. Somebody, somebody made a pulled pork. Ooh. It was kind of tasty. All right. And I see you've got a cast gear jacket back there. Uh, that's that my your... wife. Yes. Okay. She like it. She does. Those things are completely waterproof, snowproof, sleek. Yep. She likes it. A uh, good friend of ours, uh, Greg Becker, Whitewater Flies. He uh, he sold her on it. Nice. Where can we find your stuff online? Uh, if you go to www.fiberfliesdubbing.com, um, you can order it. Uh, 
one of my products is not on there yet. Uh, I just opened, had a new line. I uh, got uh, uh, Kabiri yarn that you know the Tenkara folks might yeah. like. We'll see you at the two fly. Absolutely. We'll catch up then. All right. All right. So Steve Silverio, you are out of Villanova, Pennsylvania. All right. And how long have you been tying flies? Since I was 14. All right. And you do mostly, I want to say, what's your style? What's your motif? It's cl classic patterns. I do everything from salt water to salmon to spoon flies. Right. So. Whatever's tieable, I'll play with it. So there's a lot of display stuff here too, and then some intruders and big buck. That's not buck. That's yak. No, it's actually a new goat that I found, Nyat. But uh, then there's Icelandic horse, polar yeah. pony, bucktail, all that sort of thing. I I like exotic hair if I can get it. One of the guys at Lancaster is using peccary hair. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's pretty, and it was cool looking. Absolutely. So yeah. how did you get involved with Regal and Partridge? Uh, there was a fellow named Phil Castleman that uh, introduced me to Don Barnes the year after he took over Regal. And uh, ever since then, we've been good friends, and it's continued to, to this day. With regard to Partridge, you might remember... Uh, Jeff Pierce and uh, I had talked to Jeff Pierce years ago when Jeff was the uh, must-add partridge rep in the US and uh, at that point uh, must-add sold partridge to Mark Hamnet. I met Mark at the Dutch Fly Fair and the two of us became good friends and uh, have sort of corresponded forever and got to the point where we decided that maybe we could do something here in the U.S. So if you were going to give an elevator speech on why Partridge is a supreme hook, what would you tell somebody? Quality. 150 years of patterns that people have been borrowing forever. Uh, and the desire, probably the only hook company that has the desire to talk to fly tires and find out what it is they want in a hook. And then for Regal Vices, everyone that listens to the podcast knows why I like Regal. Um, what, what would you tell somebody that's looking for a vice, why they should choose Regal over some of the other brands? Well, obviously a vice is a personal choice, and you want to take that into mind every time you look at a vice. For me... The Regal offers the best purchase of my hand. It's obviously the best build quality of any vice out on the market. They spend quite a lot of money doing that and ensuring that their quality is there. They take their time whenever something comes up. They want to research it thoroughly and make sure that it is something that is going to last uh, also, a lot of people don't realize that commercial tires, I'm talking about the commercial houses overseas, like Rainey's and what have you, they all use Regal vices. That is their vice. It's just, it's the ease. When you're tying, knocking out a whole lot of flies, I don't have time for knobs and dials and levers. And also, 
I had another brand vice, and I took it to the Virginia show like six years ago, and knobs and dials fell off, and I never found them. <laughs> I had to send it back in to get refurbished, and it cost me money out of my pocket. Absolutely, yeah. Regal has always been a simple, you know, it's the most copied uh, vice in the world, but unfortunately none of those copies have been able to execute uh, the quality of the Regal simply because they're they're using poor products. They're trying to make a cheaper product. Those knockoff 34, they hurt your hand to open them. <laughs> yeah. No question. And yeah, you can tell it's a knockoff. Yeah, absolutely. And and now with the new series, the low profile revolutions, the custom colors, the toolbar, that, that purple one, and, and the new light. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got a. A couple of other tricks coming down the road that uh, I can't talk about right now, but you'll see them soon. All right. Where can we find... Are you separate? Do you have your own website or anything? I do not. I'm a bit of a Luddite. You know, I just... Less, uh, to, less to deal with and take care of. Yeah, no blogs, One no worries. But, uh, so Partridge of Redditch, it's a British website? Yes, Partridge hyphen of hyphen redditch.com okay and regal is regalvice.com regalvice.com yeah. yep absolutely all right please have a look now is this the last show for you for the season absolutely not uh i'll be doing the uh, two fly uh also tco in boiling springs is opening uh, up their new show so i'll be there uh and then there are there's the Dutch Fly Fair and uh, a couple other things going on, and uh, and there's any number of uh, small fly shops that want to open up with Regal and Partridge, and one of the things that I do is I offer my services there to talk about it, to tie flies, and uh, have guys just sort of give me whatever questions they want. All right. Oh, you got a massage over here yet? I have not, but this guy looks pretty good. Yeah. It's worth it, especially standing up in here all day, the back. Yeah, well, could learn some tricks, use them on my wife. I don't know. Maybe. Um, well, thanks for the time, and I'll see you in two weeks down at Rose River. Absolutely. All right. No Thank question. you. Let's start off with the cheers to the uh, festival here. Cheers. All right, so you guys are in northern Ohio? Northeast Ohio. Northeast. Ohio, Pennsylvania. And you guys fish for... Lake run fish? Lake run rainbows, yep. Steelhead. Steelhead trout. So we call it, but if you're out west, you call it a lake run rainbow because they don't like us. Right. They don't like the Great Lakes, quote-unquote, steelhead. Yeah. They don't fight for them. They don't come out and fish, which they should. They change their mind. Right. Um, so what's you guys' season? Uh, our season generally starts uh, mid-September and runs through uh, the end of April. Uh, it's typical, depending on the weather and, uh, you know. You might get lucky and get to fish all winter, or you get froze up in December and you don't get to fish again until March. So it's just—it's all weather dependent. And a lot of water level and precipitation for you guys, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, the fishing can go from being prime conditions and six hours later be blown out, mud, can't fish for three days, four days. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's very uh, weather dependent. I mean, Mother Nature has a lot to do with it. And certain streams, some of them are shale, some of them are sandy some of them are more mud banks some of them are blue clay just depends on the river and what you get as far as precipitation whether you got serious runoff a lot of agriculture land farmland so 
just so many variables in it. You just don't know until you fish them all. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's just. What's your preferred uh, like rod setup? Uh, the perfect setup for a steelhead is a nine or ten foot six weight rod, weight forward floating line. Uh, basically, you know, I mean that'll tackle anything: salmon, steelhead, smaller trout. Do you do the egg with the intruder behind or the the bugger behind it? I've only seen egg first with a streamer dropper in Ohio. That's 95%, 98% of the way it's done. So weird. The, the, the streamer's following, chasing the egg. Okay. So, yeah. All right. And um, so what else you got mixed in? You got some, some salmon that stray up there too? Every once in a while you might get a Chinook or a Coho from the New York side of the lake or Canadian side of the lake, but that's about it. You can tell the Canadian ones have an accent. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> right? All right. And how many years have you guys done the show? This is our first year doing a Virginia oh. show. It's nice. It's indoors. It's bright. Yep. Beautiful show. Except I'm impressed. People opening the door behind us. Yeah. I, I noticed that a couple times. I think I heard someone holler, shut the door. Yeah. <laughs> but, so what do you guys fish for once, uh, you know, April, once they head back to the, the river? Or, sorry, the lake. You can then tell we, it's a long day for me. I'm confusing lakes and rivers. Well, if if you're fortunate enough to keep guiding or have a captain's license, then you can get into the smallmouth and the Lake Erie perch fishing and the walleye fishing. I mean, you can fish year-round if you want to where we live as far as guiding and chartering. So. You guys are busy year-round? Yeah, pretty much for the most part. All the time fishing somewhere for something. So if I was going to throw a dart, what's like the nearest big city to you guys or big how would i reference cleveland yeah you can fish there's 20 rivers east of cleveland and there's 20 rivers west of cleveland so you guys great lake lucky. steelhead alley yep and pretty much every river that flows into the lakes uh, steelhead just run up even if they just you know. do yep there's no rhyme or reason to it but it happens like one of the one of the biggest runs of steelhead we get are in a river that's never been stocked and we get clipped fins steelhead from huron and don't even know why. There's no explanation for it. Wow. One of the best run rivers never had a fish stocked in it. It's crazy. Yeah, I can't. That's just weird to me, but I'm not going to argue with it. You know, if we had streams that were spring-fed and stayed cool year-round, we'd have these fish all summer long. But when the rivers warm up, the fish migrate out in the lake. And that's why we call them lake-run rainbows. They're put in the river as a rainbow. They're forced out of the river into the lake because of the temperatures, and then they go out there and learn to eat forage fish, smelt and shiners and whatnot, and they just get huge out there. But if they stayed in the river and they their main diet was aquatic insects and whatnot, they'd just be little stream rainbow trout. Right. But What yeah. else would you find in these streams during non-steelhead season? Uh, non-steelhead season, we get a lot of smallmouth, rock bass, catfish. We're talking big smallmouth. Oh, yeah, Lake Erie smallmouth, you know, six, seven-pound smallmouth, not uncommon. Holy crap. Yeah, I mean, not uncommon at all. You That's can go out right. and catch 50 smallmouth a day, and half of them are over five pounds. You guys can help with the flies over there? Uh, what, you any particular flies you like for the smallmouth? Any kind of streamer, clouser minnow, anything, anything you want to strip. Smell that, or is that me? No, I did smell it earlier, but I'm not sure what the hell it is now. 
Smack, make sure the kids at my booth aren't burning things. I really They're not smell my kids. it now. I've had kids at my booth all day that aren't even mine. You want them? Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. 25 bucks, you can have that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you smell that? It's something is this burning. Thing? What is that? No, the battery is, is dying on torch? this. Yeah, I got to go get a new battery. The one they sent was not the best. 7-Eleven is the only place around here. 7-Eleven and Burger King. That's, that's it? it. Yeah. That's all you got. There's a Walmart down the road, though. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, as far as where we live... Northeast Ohio, Lake Erie, fishing's uh, pretty, uh, I don't know how I want to say it, but there's a lot you can do there, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to be a fly fisherman, you can be a spin fisherman. Everything has its time and place. I thought you were getting a big drink for your size. It's a mix. It's a mix? What's in there? Uh, I forgot, but you won't like it. Because I'm a grown-up? No. It's not a daddy pop? No. He's from the Midwest. He calls soda pop. Yeah. Funny. Do you think you have enough gum in your mouth? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> it was a gumdrop. I tell you, that's not a gumdrop. Gumdrops you swallow. Well, it was a chewy gumdrop. I, I, I bited it, and I felt, yeah. Okay, got it. Go sell me. Go sell my flies. This is my, this is my intern. He's going to help. Does he have any sun drop? That, that used to be my favorite southern soda. My wife's from Columbus. She calls soda pop. Mm -hmm. And then seltzer. There you go. Yeah. Seltzer. <laughs> seltzer water, right? That's not good for you. There's no alcohol in seltzer. Why bother? So are you guys here just informing people the fishery, booking trips? Just kind of a little bit of both. Just uh, trying to spread the word a little bit, you know? I mean, we're really not that far away, you know? It's Seven and a half, eight hours, you could be fishing for Great Lakes Steelhead. Yeah. Three different states. And a heck of a lot less crowded than where everyone else goes up in New York. Oh, absolutely. New York is, uh, that's combat fishing. That's elbow to elbow. Getting you know? up, at, being on the river at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, you can't fish till 7. Yeah. I mean. Sit there freezing your butt you off. You don't have to do that in Ohio. The, we got Just in Ohio, we've got over 300 miles of river that runs, that holds steelhead. So if you're fishing next to somebody, it's because you choose to. Wow. Yeah. Did you ever go to What About Bob's in Chagrin Falls? What About Bob's. One time I was at What About Bob's. It was one of the yep. greatest sandwiches, but new ownership. Yeah. It sucks now. Does it? I haven't been there um, in forever. I, I was fine with getting skunked, but when they changed, I thought the day would be made by getting a great sandwich. Right. And then they changed the, everything. Didn't was, get a Reuben. Oh, my God. It was awful. Where can we find you guys online? Any social media? Uh, we have a website, uh, steelheadschool.com. Uh, you can get on there. The website's pretty informative. Do you have a bus? No, no, no bussing. You guys should totally have, like, a short bus. Well, listen, we have, like, we do we do rent a caravan for the steelhead school. Okay. I won't pass up a cold cider. Take two, three. Take two. Take three. Cider fairy, that's good. One for each kid. 
<laughs> I'm not used to dealing with two of them. And two boys. They're not talking about mermaids and princesses. The ones yeah. in our years or the ones in our years? My daughter's at home. These, they're her boys. They're my boys. He was helping us out. Yeah. Went through the... <laughs> stripes on, a lot of stripes going on. You guys have a lot of stripes going on. All right, now it smells like... They're just... Weak. It smells like a skunk in here now. It does. not this one. Yes. All right, so steelheadschool.com. Steelheadschool.com, look right. it up. Jason, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome, thank you. <laughs> Alex Summers, podcast listener, checking in. How are things going? It's going great. Having an excellent time this year at the uh, Virginia Fly and Wine Festival. Doing some raffles over there? Absolutely. Had tons of gnarly stuff to raffle off for a good cause. Anybody win my guided trip yet? Not, not that us, I know unfortunately. Of. No, not us, <laughs> but... So, Not that I know of. And you guys said you're currently moving? No, we just moved. Just moved? All the way from Washington State to Harrisonburg, oh. Virginia. All right, so you can drive a little faster out here? <laughs> little, yeah. It's a little bit more people, but yeah. No, man, out there, it's, speed limit's 55. They're going like 42. <laughs> I'll give yeah. it that, yeah. There's I was nuts. like, I've got two hours to go salmon fishing. You people need to get out of my way. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I definitely yep. understand that. So how, how'd y'all get involved in the show? We came out last year. We flew out trying to check out the area, see where we were going to live. And it just happened to be the same weekend of this. So we came out and got introduced to all of it. And being in the bigger venue this year, having a lot more vendors has been really awesome. That and I'm a part of James Madison University's Fly Fishing Club. All right. I'm just looking for an opportunity to plug the club and do some uh, public involvement. Where can we find that club online? There, we definitely have a Facebook page, James Madison Flyman. Or through jamie.com. How was that flooding you guys had a while back? People swimming <laughs> in the tunnels? Oh, yeah, fishing on the quad. <laughs> yep, right there underneath middle the 81, all flooded out, middle of campus. Had a couple guys from the club out just casting in the rain. I'm trying to think if that was the same storm that we had that was, it was like a Wednesday night storm. Oh, yeah. No week. That yep, was back just. In like August, early it, September. It completely changed four mile run. Oh, yeah. The substrate, just things moved. Like, the hole at the sewage outflow moved, like, 20 feet down and got, like, four feet deeper. There's a tree that had been there since I've been fishing it 10 years, gone. Like, washed yeah, it away. It's yeah, gone. Broken in half. Dang. There goes that honey hole. So I'm guessing you're fishing Mossy and the Shenandoah. Yep, the Mossy, Shenandoah, Beaver Creek, uh, South River. So yeah. Definitely big plug, South, South River. has been awesome. Big fish. How have you discovered and, and liked uh, sheets so far? Oh, I love sheets. Get, let me <laughs> get one of the, 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 the sub to go. MTO. Oh, I wish they had one at this exit, but it's just Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> that and a Wawa. Is there a Wawa down here? I, no. See, Wawa one. doesn't have fries. That's my issue. Oh, uh, Mac yeah. and cheese, but they have the good horseradish sauce. Yeah. Steel breaker. Yep. Got to figure out 29 more. Yeah. Sheets it is. Yeah. Sweet. I love the sheets. We got a sheets and a Wawa. Senior year of college, as I was leaving, yeah. Fredericksburg. It was a good couple of months. I grew up in Fredericksburg. Okay. That's what drew me to listen to the podcast. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I lived at Greenbrier for three years and on campus for one. Okay. Yeah, nice. I grew up. My mom had a hair salon right there in, uh, was it the college shopping center right where the Roses uh, was? It wasn't Doug's hair graphics on Fall Hill Road where we went? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, you go into the barber shop during the day and it was just nudie magazines? <laughs> And then when school let out, you'd put it inside a track auto. <laughs> yep. Keep it professional. Oh, oh I think that would have messed my tooth. Yeah, Doug's hair graphics was a, f- that was a good time. Oh, funny. All right. Well, thanks for uh, being on the podcast Thank and volunteering. You. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you.
Well, good evening. Where do I start? What a fun day. If you have not been to the Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival, you should make it next year. It's a pretty cool show. And the fact that it's indoors in a very brightly lit building makes it even better. Set the alarm for 5.30 this morning. Got up. Showered. I think I showered. I don't really remember this morning. That's the last time I woke up before sunrise since steelhead fishing last fall. I'm currently in the back of the CRV. Just had a nice dinner of Chef Boyardee. He changed his name to Boyardee to make it more pleasing to consumers. I had some oversized stuffed ravioli. Sipping on a Coors. I'm watching Trainwreck on my phone. I'm extremely comfortable. Frankly, I wouldn't rather be many more places than this. Rearrange the sleeping arrangements. I can stretch out. I can roll around. It's pretty posh. I got three sleeping bags lined up to sleep on and in. It's very comfortable. I got a big old pillow. I got my knit cap on. Sun setting. So I got a beautiful sunset over some pine trees and some clouds. It's a bit windy. The car's shaking. You might hear the wind soon. It did snow this morning a little farther north. So I showered. I got on the road. My contact lens is burned. I don't know if you ever wear contacts, but when they burn for no apparent reason, it makes me angry. Got on the road around 5.50 this morning. Fed Dr. Jones let him out. Hit the road. No traffic. But my eyes were burning, so I had to kind of switch from left eye to right eye. Camera one to camera two off and on. And it wasn't until I passed Fredericksburg, you know, 34 miles, that they stopped burning. And I got no idea what that was about. It's not like I had hot sauce in my breakfast before I put my contacts in. Got down here, maybe 7.30, did a quick walkthrough, started setting up my booth, and people were walking through the door at 0900 Sharp. It was great to meet some podcast listeners and some blog readers and Highly appreciate everybody that has purchased flies. I'm already in the black for this trip. Sold a lot of shad flies. This is a shad fishing area. When I do the Somerset show, I don't sell a lot of flies. It's mostly coastal and trout. Lancaster, I sell a bunch of flies, mostly for bass and smallmouth. I guess largemouth and smallmouth. And some carp, a couple trout. Sell a lot of shad flies. Not many people are doing shad flies down at this show, which is uh, it's good for me. I have the Steelhead School on my left, as I mentioned, and to my right is Sam Looper and his buddy, the Back Masseuse. I did get two massages today. I've got to say, you could offer free beer at a booth. You could have free candy. You could have free pizza. But if you have free massage, you're going to get more traffic. And you heard that. Sam sold a lot of flies today. We, we did pretty pretty good for ourselves. And then Ira, my buddy from Healing Waters, somehow his kids ended up in my booth all day. Two boys uh, beating the tar out of each other, fighting, pushing each other, and then, and then chilling out and then insisting I eat their pizza and then disappearing and coming back with candy. And people thought I had the two rowdiest kids of all time. I was like, yeah, these are not my kids, as you heard me mention. 
but they did help sell stuff as I walked around. Didn't get to walk around as much as I'd liked. When you're not at your booth, you're not selling stuff. And I'm here to sell flies and book trips and podcast. I definitely missed my session at the sit down with a camera fly tying session. Um, I knew I had to do it, but totally forgot about it. And then there is a schedule posted in the lobby, which I missed. Somebody came up at 1230 and said I was late by 30 minutes to my tying session. And then I got deep into conversations with people. Then Bo walked by at 1245 and, and said I was totally late. So I went over and tied for half an hour, which was fun. Showed a bunch of people how to tie the Snow White Damsel. It's been a hot fly at this show. Where else? And then uh, some friends from TPFR came down. We went over to TFO and, and hung out with Lefty and got some fun stories from him. Discussing how uh, Tom Brokaw will be the keynote speaker at the Two Fly in two weeks. So I'm hoping to meet Tom Brokaw. That's going to be pretty cool. See if we can get him on the podcast. That's a pretty cool get. Walked around, sipped on some cider, sipped on some beer, ate a sandwich, had the pizza the kids gave me, and time really flew by. It was a fast day. It was a cold day. We were by the doors. It's very windy. It's very cold. So every time somebody went out to drink wine or beer or get food trucks, that cold air would blow in. So I ended up putting on a base layer of pants and extra fleece on. If it's that cold tomorrow, I'm going to wear my, my little wool hat I'm wearing right now, my beanie, my TJ Maxx special. What else happened today? Got to talk to Chuck Kraft. Met him for the first time today, and we discussed how I'm using his tails on my flies. Discussed coloring them versus not coloring them and where to tie them in. Trying to think what else. I'm tired. It's uh, 7.15 right now, and the sun is going to set in about, I don't know, maybe one to two minutes. And uh, I'm going to hit the bed as soon as this movie's over. I'm going to stretch out, have uh, a snack or two while I watch the movie, go to sleep. I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Hopefully more people come to the show. There's a lot of good speakers and a lot of vendors. I really didn't even get a chance to walk around today and talk to people. Hopefully I get to do that tomorrow. If you missed it, there's some really nice Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival koozies at the Orvis booth. I'll grab a bunch. Maybe you can swing by the shop and, and pick them up. By the way, how does this sound on the new recorder? People are a little freaked out by how it looks. It's a pretty cool looking device. It's got two microphones on it. Goes through the batteries rather quickly. Not sure who I'm going to get on the podcast tomorrow, but we'll keep walking around and trying to get people. Some people were just too tired today. So we'll try and catch up with them tomorrow. Hopefully someone can help me with the booth so I can walk around and record more. Kind of need my, my intern, which I don't have. Could definitely use an intern for this job. So I'm going to call it. That sun just went down. I'm done for the day. I'm going to catch up on my sleep. Stretch out under the stars. And oddly, so I'm back here way at the end of the facility. And there are these big bathroom facilities. And figure I'd walk up and see if they're open. And sure enough, they were unlocked. And there's hot showers and sinks and stalls and urinals. And it's pretty good provisions for being out here. 
So I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Hopefully the sun's going to warm up this week. We're going to get back up into the 60s, get out of the 30s and 40s, warm that river up, get the shad going again. And I've got clients booked for this week. So hopefully I don't sell all my flies because whatever's not sold is what's going into the guide boxes for the year. And I definitely need a lot of flies for the shad run. So let's catch up tomorrow. I'm going to go get uh, my movie on and my snore on. See y'all later. All right. We have Jessica Callahan here. You heard her from the Meredith McCord podcast. How's it going? I'm doing well. How about you? Good. Oh, is that you? That's me. That's okay. I'll get it for you. Thanks. We can rest it right here on Sam's. Perfect. All right. So uh, what are you doing at the show this weekend? I'm actually talking with the Women's Forum, encouraging women to get into fly fishing industry and uh, representing Project Healing Waters as well as able women. How was the turnout? Amazing. Amazing. We had a lot of people yesterday and hopefully even more today. Nice. So. What time are you doing that? 12.30. Okay. Hopefully you don't forget about it like I did my tying session yesterday. Oh, please tell me you're lying. Please no, I totally me. forgot to Oh, man. <laughs> I was a little late. So you also are an artist? I am. I am. I uh, discovered art during my ninth surgery and fell in love with it. Now it's my, my therapy when I can't get out on the river due to my disabilities. Now I paint and you, it helps me. Do you want to talk about your injuries? Is that something? Sure, yeah, I don't to? mind. Okay. Um, got injured while I was serving on active duty in the Navy and uh, fell, had a, a pretty extensive list of injuries, damaged the entire right side of my body. Um, I've now had 11 surgeries, and the most painful thing for me is the uh, nerve damage. It's actually ranked 50 out of a pain scale of 50. It's ranked 47. It's the most painful thing that has been recorded for humans. And so that's in my entire right leg. That's the uh, cane. I break it out when I need it. I don't use it all the time. Um, And I have a neurostimulator implanted in my spinal cord for it. So that's what allows me to keep going every day. But, yeah, so it's, uh, it's been interesting. Fly fishing and art is a good distraction for you? Oh, it's the only distraction for me. I mean, every day I wake up in pain, and the only times I don't feel pain is when I'm painting and when I'm on the river or when I'm talking about fly fishing. It's the only time, honest to goodness. How awesome was that trip to Belize? Oh, my gosh. It was incredible. Incredible. So not only did I get a fishing experience of a lifetime, but I also got to go there with so many amazing women. And, I mean, the bonds that were created, we felt like we knew each other for so much longer than what we had. You just spent a whole week with Andrea. Yeah. Andrea um, Andrea Larco and I are really good friends now. She's an incredible, incredible artist. She uh, has become my mentor and She's amazing. We have absolutely had way too much fun, entirely too much fun. Stayed up way too late, but um, I'm coming back up there in May, so very excited to see her again. Yeah. Where's home for you? It's in Tennessee. Okay. So with these guys. Yeah. All right. Ain't no place I'd rather be. (laughs) Tennessee. (laughs) All right. Um, Where can we find you online? Uh, so my website is actually www.jessicacallahan, and spelled with an I, dot com. How is Callahan normally spelled? Callahan, people typically spell it C-A-L-L-A-H-A-N, but it's actually C-A-L-L-I-H-A-N. So you're not related to the automotive parts? No, sir, but I wish I could be. Yeah. That movie's awesome. <laughs> All right, well, we'll get you going and hanging out with Sam here. And did you say your Instagram? Uh, Instagram is Jessica Callahan Fly Fishing. And your art, let's talk, what's your, your medium? 
Actually, I love all things. Uh, pretty much I work in pastel and uh, oils a lot, but I do a lot of wood turning, um, ceramics, acrylics, pretty much anything I can get my hands on. All right. Well, thanks for taking the time. We'll see you at the two fly. Sounds great. Let's see hope you it's there. warm this year and no rain on the Saturday. No kidding. Goodness. I hope not. Yeah. Do you like scotch? I love scotch. We're working on having scotch tasting. We have blue scotch what? here right yeah. now. It's very, well, not very scotch. nice. American whiskey. It's brown. Okay. <laughs> well, as I learned from my whiskey buddy, most whiskeys have a specific food coloring in them to make them. Really? Age. Yeah. But not Macallan. Macallan spends, I think, $40 million a year just on barrels. Goodness gracious. Yeah. That would be why it's like a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much. Have fun at the forum. Thank you. A funny thing happened on the way. All right. So I'm going to tie a, it's called Grim Reaper. It's a fly based on Pat Ellers out of the fly fishers from Milwaukee. My hook is going to be a Matsuo offset worm hook size one. They're incredibly sharp. You've got to be very careful with them. Is that all visible? See that? Okay. Fantastic. So I'm going to start off, I'm using 240 denier black thread with the right bobbin. Start my thread. Then I'm going to add lead dumbbell eyes. I'm using chartreuse and a black pupil on this one. Eventually, I'm going to have a tutorial of this on YouTube in the next week or so. And then I'm just going to helicopter around the eyes. I'm not adding nail polish, super glue. If you tie a fly properly with enough tension, it's not going to fall apart. Next, I don't have reaper tails. I have the leech tails by Eastern Trophies. These are ultra suede. Uh, they only come in a couple colors. I wish they came in white, which makes it easier to color them with a marker. So I'm just going to add this on, wrap my thread back. Right about here, I'm going to wrap the thread down. And because I have the right bobbin, which adds tension to it, and strong thread, I can really crank down on this. It's not going to come apart. There's only two more ingredients. This is UV Polar Flash from Hairline Dubbin. And I'm just going to palmer this up. For some reason, the chartreuse is softer than the other ones. There's black, there's purple, there's orange, blues, and pinks. I'm just going to lash that down. And I'm going to palmer it up. As I'm going up, I'm going to make sure that I'm not wrapping over any of the fibers. So I'm going to constantly pull it. It's always good to have a piece of Velcro with the hooks. You can always pick out all these little pieces. This fly is crossing over towards a lure. I'm going to put a rubber skirt on it next. And the way you fish it is more important than how you tie it. It's got to be a slow, kind of jigging, popping action. You want that skirt to move like a squid or an octopus. So I've got up to the dumbbell eyes. Just going to wrap down a couple times. I'm going to cut that UV polar flash. Get the material to stick out. A couple extra wraps just to make sure it's locked down. 
Now I'm going to take my silly legs, get these ones from the Orvis store up in Tyson's. Take one skirt, and I'm going to split that about in half. And then I'm going to cut off the top where there's, it's all kind of glued together. That is going to be tied down right behind those dumbbells. Then I'm going to cut it halfway down. There's half the skirt. Regal vise, flip it over. Repeat. Take the tips that are fused, cut those. Lay them down. Wrap between the dumbbell eyes. Don't be afraid to put some tension on there. I like that we're drinking already. And now I'm just gonna use just a half hitch with my hand. Did anybody notice, as I just did, that there's only one pupil on these dumbbell eyes? The side facing me does not have a pupil. That's it. Break your thread or cut it. And that is uh, Eller's Grim Reaper. So the eyes are not even in the notch of the Just on top. You can set it on the bottom. It'll sit up like a carp fly. I use a eight weight on these, sinking tip, and just jig it through. That skirt. I'll tie another one. You can do a different color. Okay, let's go with. All right, we'll do a black tail with pink body. And we'll find a pink leg. Go pink and blue on this one. So again, start that thread. I'm gonna use black eyes on this one. Hairline dubbing? Yeah, I don't really go, I, yeah, unfortunately I'm using lead. Uh, less expensive, you know, I don't like how it's, not, it's toxic. It's not good for the environment, but maybe all the rest of the good things I do in my life offset it. So these are the new painted lead black eyes from uh, Hairline Dubbin. Wrap down that shank on that worm hook. Pat Ellers uses a completely different hook. I like this one. Okay, take this UV material. And you can see these flies don't take long to tie. They're fairly simple. They work. Potomac River, Occoquan, basic Potomac and its tributaries. Inland lakes also. The problem with using a right bobbin is 
your line, whatever you're wrapping can get caught inside of it. So it'd be nice to have a bobbin holder, but that's just one extra thing to have. It's dyed UV. You, at Michael's, you would buy... Um, yeah, it wouldn't be this glittery or UV, as it's saying. You can buy eyelash yarn. The Martha Stewart eyelash yarn with the chartreuse. Really nice. So I've got the body. I'm going to pick out a little bit of it. It'll pop out the purple and pink legs. Pink and blue. Now I'm going to do this one a little different. I'm going to cut and tie it in, but I'm not going to cut the legs in half. Okay, so there, now I can just flip over my vise, tie these in, and then I can just cut these now. I've got the skirt. Uh, I can show you how sharp these hooks are. That's barely touching it. I've been doing this for more than half my life. You think I would stop puncturing myself? It still happens. I need to just put a rubber or like an eraser for a pencil on the hooks. All right, that's the fly. Now what I can do is just trim up these. There are flies for guiding and flies for selling. Guide flies, I would leave all those on there. Flies I'm gonna sell at the show, I'm gonna trim it up a little bit. And you can add epoxy or loon head to this and make a nice ball to make it you know, bounce off rocks a little bit nicer. That's it. I'm gonna do an all purple one. I'm gonna have a whole bunch of these if I'm tying for an hour. I can tie up some. I'll tie up a curly tailed one. Yeah, alright, let's do a curly tail. It's a little different than the Reaper. This is a Matsuo. I don't know the name of that one. But the Martha Stewart material works really well with this. So, starting my thread, large. Chartreuse dumbbells. The chartreuse ones kind of go with every fly I tie. So I've got a lot of those. Okay, let's get that chartreuse tail wrapped on. Take the chartreuse UV polar. I'm gonna palmer this up. Yeah, you need something that's gonna be able to throw the weight on them. Yeah, I'm mostly using eight weights for these. If I'm fishing myself in tight quarters, I'm gonna use a seven foot, 11 inch. Most of the time, it'll just be a straight nine foot, eight weight. All right, we'll do a short little skirt on this one, but on the sides. I want it to have, so it's got the spinning, 
I don't want a long skirt going back over the tail because they're gonna get caught up when it flops around. All right, the skirt's already cut up. I like the purple ones. I'll do a purple reaper next. Purple and chartreuse are usually the, the hot ones for me. Just a little more motion. I want the fish to be able to feel the vibrations and pick up this fly moving through the water. My first snake head was caught on one of these in purple. I gave one to my neighbors last week. They were very pleased with that snake head. First cast on the boat, my friend caught one. Not on a fly though. If I had a marker with me, I would mark up the tail a little bit, give it some little black dots or something. There we go. So that's what it looks like in the water. Because it's ultra suede, it's mostly indestructible. If you were to use the rubber tails, the hook would eventually pierce it and tear it. It'll get torn up by the fish. Once these tails came out, they're much more durable. Same. I was going to do weedless, but I think I left my 30-pound mono at home. If it's weedy enough that I need a weed guard for these, I probably don't even want to have my boat out there in the first place because I can't row through it. Um, but we have the topwater frogs. I could probably run and go tie frogs for you guys and show you how I do that. You want to see the frogs? All right. Let me do one of these in purple. I would love to be Mr. Deer Hair Spinning Stacking Guy with all the time to do that and be able to clean it up, but yeah, that's not my style. These are going to get lost. There's so much old structure in and around DC. I just found out that. In the 70s, they were building a bridge at a spot called the Three Sisters Rocks. And it was going to go from Spout Run over into Montgomery County. Tropical Storm Agnes wiped it out. And apparently I went over these old bridge structures and pylons and stuff on my boat. Some guys were like, well, you got to be careful in there. At low tide, you're going to get stuck on those. I had no idea those even existed. And then he pulled up this app on his phone for maritime and he showed me this giant submerged structure. All right, purple. I imagine there's some huge blue cats in there. All right, Corey's making me laugh behind. He's sitting in a kayak on the ground in front of the casting pot. Yeah. Why not just put that thing in the water? All right, I'm gonna cut this. I don't know what it is about purple, but fish dig it. I'm not gonna argue with it. 
If I was going to, I don't know, maybe fishing these myself, I would use the whole skirt on one fly, but it's expensive. So I split them up. Yep. Bought like 20 packs last time. I did a big order online. Yeah. Hey, you always can get, order from the store. You always get free shipping. And then I'll cut the... I didn't trim these down yet, so I'll do it after I tie it in. Also, if you tie that in, this piece right here, instead of cutting it, you can always just fold it down. Like that. Alright, let me wrap that. Behind the eyes. Right there. There you go. If you guys want to play with these, I'll be right back. Don't time me, I'm not fast. Those Reapers, I sell them for $3. Umqua sells them for like $6.50, so better deal with me. Uh, in front of the Farm Bureau sign, one curtain over. Next to me has the free massage. So, easy to find. Alright, let's see if I'll do these in orange, make them easy to see. Alright, let's clean up the UV stuff. The rubber legs out of the way. Another very simple fly, but there was no tutorial on how to do it. I knew this fly existed from a guy named Rob Mead in Australia. It's in the Umqua catalog. No tutorials, there's very few photos online. And I kind of skipped past it. And then I was going on Instagram saying I need a purely weedless frog for snakeheads. Somebody said, gutless frog. And I just was like, all right, whatever and didn't know how to tie it. Finally was like, all right, I'm gonna learn this fly. But there were still new, no tutorials. So I decided to figure it out myself. I don't know if this is, you can still call this a gutless frog, but it's very similar. Some very unique things to tie it. You need Rainey's large float foam, not cheap. This is about $6. So that's why the flies are four bucks versus Rainey's, I think they're seven bucks. I'm going to raise the volume up on this just a little bit. Okay. So I normally measure these out on my desk. I think it's like seven centimeters. I'm not sure, but there's an easy way to measure it with uh, the hooks. So uh, start off the hook. It's a Matsuo America uh, J-Bend worm hook. And the reason I use these is it's flat and then it curves. And this is different than the original hook, which I don't know what it is. This makes the fly truly weedless the way it sits on the water. So I'm going to measure the material. About right there. And then I'm going to cut it. 
I want to use this sparingly because I want to be able to get at least six flies out of one package. So I'm going to start, have that sit there, start my thread. Uh, might as well use orange thread while I'm here. This is orange bass thread. Okay. I'm going to start the thread right behind that little bend. Cut off the excess. There's very few wraps to make this. And then we're going to finish it off with some glue. So we're going to... One. And I'm making sure every wrap counts. Two, three, four. Now that'll stay still, but I'm going to wrap in front of that bend. One, two. You don't want to use flat wax thread. It'll cut right through the foam. So the body's now done. However, it's kind of an awkward tied fly. So what I'm going to do is glue it down. All the ones I pre-tied for the show I actually epoxied. And I don't like using epoxy at all. I think I forgot my lamp. Yeah. So I'll epoxy this later, but I would go right through here and get this secured so the hook and the foam are going to be glued together. So all this will be glued. I also have some super glue that's specifically made for foam. It's uh, DS Industries. So the second odd thing you need for this is a tool called Zuddy's Leg Puller. The neat thing is, it's flat on one side, so it won't roll off your desk. Matt Zudwig, fly tire artist, came up with it. So what I'm going to do now is measure the rubber legs out. About four inches for the four legs. Even though when a frog swims, its legs are tucked under and only uses its hind legs. The hind legs are going to be a little bit longer. Uh, maybe about seven inches. This is going to look like a topwater frog you throw and reel in through the lily pads. So the first insertion with the tool is going to be... I'll put this up on the screen. Right there. Put the legs in. And pull it out. Well, that's half the legs. Now, to make it weedless, I'm going to wrap the rubber legs around the hook. So when it goes through, that hook's going to be kept in place vertically. So it's going to ride on the water like this. Zuddy's leg puller. Like I said, these hooks are sharp. So I'm sticking myself with two things at once if I'm not careful. Leg puller and a hook. These you can throw on a five weight. They're, they're virtually weightless. Pull that back through. Ooh. This only works when you're not doing it in front of an audience. I don't know how those TV chefs do it. Take 49. Yeah. All right, so those are the back legs. Pull them to even them out. Start separating them. That's the back. 
And then the front legs are a little bit easier. You just go straight across. I think the original, these were somehow tied down to the, the material, but I had a leg puller, so. All right. Pull the legs through. Get that body opened up a little bit more. Finish separating these out. That's a gutless frog. It's completely weedless. We're hoping a snakehead eats it. That's the plan. I'll tie another one. Yeah, it's hollow. <laughs> Alright, we'll do a green and black one. That's my favorite. You can get these hooks from um, Jerry's Discount Tackle on eBay. About 12 bucks for a hundred of them, free shipping. I spend a lot of money on Jerry's website. Wait a sec, check this out. Hold on. Hold on. All right. A lot. Especially if it's epoxied and glued up. Not really. I'd like to say I've had multiple fish days on them, but uh, there was that huge bass I got during the snakehead tournament at night last year on it. I'd probably still have that in my boat somewhere. All right, so measure and cut. This is a little bit thinner. This stuff is not easy to find. So you can see the diameters are different. They are both packaged as large, but they're not the same diameter. This is used commercially to the cement walls here. If you've got gaps in the cement, that's what this is made for. It goes in to keep air from coming through. But you can't get it commercially unless you want to spend a fortune on Alibaba. You can get on Alibaba, but it's going to cost you to make the machine extruder. All right, so I've got this wrapped around, a couple wraps behind, and then a couple wraps in front. Frog body right there. Now, of course, frogs are white on the bottom. They have what's called counter shading. You got a white belly, whatever's deeper looking up, you blend in the sky. If you got a green top, you blend in. Uh, I think I ran out of white last year. So let's measure out some green legs. All right, we'll use those as the hind legs. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. I'm, I'm 
I use about five rubber legs each. The reason I'm using round rubber legs like this is because they come fused together. If you tried pulling five legs through individually, it would be a total nightmare. I'll pull the hook around after I pull it through. Casualty, we lost a leg. So what I'm going to do now is take that hook, bend it, put it between the foam and the rubber legs, and now that hook is secured and it's weedless. If I'd used one of these hooks, it just doesn't sit right. The reaper hooks versus the frog hooks completely different. And I'll use some bright green for the four legs. A lot of the stuff just ends up in my mouth to hold it. That's the secret sauce that brings the bass in. First time we went out with this. The first version of these look completely different to what they are now. But wow, it was a pretty awesome day. Labor Day weekend, like three years ago. And I was rowing, I had my friend out there. He's like, all right, I got new flies, I need you to come product test them with me. She's like, all right. And she was getting large mouth within a couple minutes. Gutless frog. You guys want to pass it around? I completely forgot that UV light. Some simple, easy flies. And they work. Just don't get yourself hooked with them. Make sure you're bar debarbing all of those. Questions? Huh? All right. They're pretty simple. If uh, I don't have a tutorial up soon, you can shoot me an email. I just, I want to film when my tying desk is clean. And that doesn't happen, especially the last two months preparing for this show. There's not a place in my house that doesn't have ostrich plume feathers in it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's talk about Bamboo Bend. Where are you out of? Uh, we actually operate out of Grayling, Michigan. So the hallowed waters of the Asable. I thought you had South Carolina plate. I do have South Carolina plates, but we are all volunteer organizations. So uh, the positions that are on the board and we can hold, we're from everywhere. Okay. So there's folks from the South, North, West, you know, California, you name it. All right. And what is your position? Uh, I'm, well, let's introduce yourself, too. Well, my name's Doug Rink. Uh, I actually was a Bamboo Bend participant five years ago for the very first class, and that's where I learned how to make rods, fly rods myself, and uh, really enjoyed it, and started tinkering around with it and hanging out with some of the other bamboo gatherings, and so now I help instruct and teach other veterans uh, to do the same, and I'm actually taking over as president of the uh, organization in May. All right. And so people show up, the vets, do they need to have anything? Is it's all provided for them? We, we provide everything for them. Everything's at no cost to the veteran itself. And we have a class of six veterans every year. It happens in May. Uh, and we, uh, transportation, they fly up, pick them up, take them out uh, to uh, 
the Oxbow Club, and that's where they get put up and stay. And uh, then we provide food for them, uh, and we take them literally from a piece of cane to their very own handcrafted rod under the uh, guidance of a master bamboo instructor uh, at the end of the week. They take that home, and we also take them fishing out on the Asable and the Manistee so they get a chance to catch fish on their own rod that they build. Most people don't ever get that opportunity. No, it's pretty cool, and as you can imagine, you know, these folks, they're bonded. I'm still in contact with every one of the five guys that I went to the first class with five years ago. You know, we're fish pitchers and what's going on and how's how you're doing and all that good stuff. So it, uh, that's the handcrafted healing part of it from there. So there's a, we're using the venue of the bamboo rods, but there's a lot more going on to it. And they get to pick all the components. Well, we provide the components for them. Uh, Do they have a choice between like a real seed or core grip shape. Uh, there is some choices from there, but because we're trying to get a rod out in a week, we try to provide them with certain things that take a lot of time. So as the, you know, if they've worked with cork before, we'll let them build their own cork handle. But if we have to teach them from the start, there are certain things we can't do. They pick out which uh, color of uh, silk to do, uh, and, but typically the, the uh, rod instructor uh, over the class, he'll have the pattern picked out for that year. And so all the rods will be that pattern. So we use garrison patterns, paying patterns, you know, young patterns. So, I mean, classic fly rod patterns that will give them an opportunity. He'll be selling for him. Oh, excellent. <laughs> He's a good guy. Yeah, so why bamboo and not, say, graphite or glass? Um, well, <laughs> that's an interesting question. Uh, bamboo, I guess, came from the fact that it's a, it's a dying art. Uh, there are so many master rod builders that are now in their 70s and 80s, and there's no one to take over the craft. Uh, so the reason we're offering bamboo, A, to differentiate yourself, different, uh, and hopefully we're trying to grow a new group of people that will take over this craft and journeymen under this so that, it, that the traditions keep going on. Uh, one of the things that I want to do as the new president is start a rod repair class out of the group of guys and gals who have graduated before so that like if you have your grandfather's rod that was handed down to you and it's missing a tip or it, something's broken you have a new group of people you can take that rod to that means a lot to you right. that they could repair and fix back to fishing condition and then you'd be able to continue that tradition and to hand it down to your children i dropped a, an old bamboo off with my buddy in denver three years ago to refurbish my daughter i haven't gotten it back uh, he probably finished it that week and is just sitting in his basement. Or it's probably still sitting in the exact same condition that you have it yeah. in a corner because, you know, there's not enough of these guys and gals around. I mean, it's a very small percentage of the community that can do that now. Right. So that's one of the things that, you know, it, it's a, it, it truly is something that gives and continues to give. That's one of the things that I love about this program. And a number of the veterans, you know, they... This is their job. They, they do very well by themselves in a, in a structured choir environment, and it gives them an opportunity to do something and actually give back to the community when they can't necessarily deal with you know, the, a run-of-the-mill job or the stresses and to go from that. And it teaches them a craft to be able to do that. You do it in a you know, quiet environment. Exactly. Exactly. It, Music it, on or TV in the background. And and for me, when I had one of my injuries was traumatic brain injury, the neurons don't grow back. So what you have to do is repath. So it was very helpful to do a new detailed skill set 
and I can't tell you the difference. I mean, I used to stutter. I, I, I couldn't communicate well, my focus, but taking that step at a time and then that repetitive, it really, really tremendously healed me. And being a former Air Force air crew medic, I understand from both sides of the table what it means to be patient as well as provider and be able to offer opportunity to help folks you know, deal with some of those issues. How can people at home donate? I'm assuming you guys are all Bamboobin.org, go to our website, has all our information on there. Uh, we're going to have it hooked up with PayPal. Please, you know, you can and there's address there. Uh, get in contact with us. You know, we'd love love to have help out. I mean, Any more shows you're doing this year? Uh, I'm going to the Carolina Cane Gathering in two weeks, uh, but no shows are scheduled because our next class is in May. So I've got just a few weeks, and then I'm going to be up there with a whole new set of uh, veterans and uh, getting them with their rods with a bunch of big smiles, and then out on the water. Where, where's the, uh, is it North Carolina? In Grayling, Michigan. The, Grayling, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Carolina Cane Gathering is, there, there are cane gatherings of within all over the nation of bamboo enthusiasts. So one of the things that I like to do is go and be part of those and talk with all those master builders yeah. and then obviously tell them about our program. And they're incredibly excited about it because, like I said, you know, these guys and gals want to pass this craft on, so they're looking for someone who's willing to be an understudy or a journeyman with them that they can, you know, keep this going. Right. Maybe it's, you know, rod building is something I've never gotten into, but if you're going to do it, might as well do bamboo, right? It's unbelievable the first fish you catch on the fly that you tied, the rod that you made. I, I can't tell you the, the sense of... Oh my goodness, I, I really did this. Yeah. I mean, there's a connection there that you'll never forget. He's just plugging away at the candy over there. I love it. <laughs> and who do we have with us today? Young? This is Miss Sarah. She's my rescue bully. Uh, one of the other things I do is I volunteer for an organization called Bullies to the Rescue out of North Carolina. And we collect and try to find good homes for uh, bulldogs that are neglected, uh, no longer wanted. And Who would, I mean... You've got one of the sweetest dogs. They are all just sweethearts, and unfortunately, you know, people make not, decisions on things yeah. not based on smartness or abilities or whatever. You know, she's not drooling. <laughs> oh, it's because you you haven't seen her just after she just drinks. After yeah. she just drinks, it, it, there, there's a water trail that goes around on the walls and the ceilings. <laughs> it was funny watching her come out of the curtain from your booth, walk around, and come under the curtain of the yeah, other. Yeah, she she likes playing peekaboo. She's yeah. very friendly. Uh, and uh, as I, as we say in the business, I'm a foster parent. I'm a foster failure because I fell in love with her and I just can't give her up. So I adopt her. So she's mine. So I, I, I also open my home to other bullies and you know, keep them there until we can find good homes for them. I'm sure she's loving the cold floor. Oh, she loves cold floor. She loves, she loves the attention. And of course, you know, you fly tires smell like all good kinds of feathers yeah. and fur and all that good stuff. So <laughs> I'm sure she enjoyed the smell of my beefaroni over there she was kind of keen on that she was giving you what we call the stink eye yes. you know you, you were eating and not sharing so uh that that is the big no-no in the bully world little one he kept asking me for some <laughs> get your own fork dude <laughs> yeah. well I, I thought that was your job <laughs> you provide utensils yeah, not, until at least they're 18 for my kids that's not my kid <laughs> oh is you just draft him yeah oh i didn't realize that no my i have a daughter at home oh that's well, my friend's kid who's been hanging out oh i was gonna say well i figured you <laughs> a daughter you got the little boy that goes with you you know they travel in packs we're gonna get them together uh, and of course he's wasting my battery on my uv light oh excellent all right let me go put it into that hey thanks so much i appreciate it, rob the time. looking forward to fishing with you someday yeah so you want to introduce yourself 
Uh, Brian Shoemaker, Susquehanna River Guides from uh, Pennsylvania. All right, and your main fish species are smallies. Yes, that is correct. We were discussing, I, I just didn't realize it wasn't recording. So we're fishing mostly over structure with sink tips. Right, with sinking tips, whether it be an intermediate or like a type 3 uh, sink tip line. Do you have a preference for brand? Uh, scientific Anglers. I uh, like their Titan Taper Clear Tip and their Sonar Type 3 Tip. Okay. And your, your new fly? Is uh, Shoemaker Shimmering Minnow. And it looks like in the water, it's just loads of action. What goes into that fly? Uh, it's basically, it's three materials. It's marabou, um, palmer chenille, a little bit of flash, and a 15-millimeter flyman shank Okay. on a size 2 hook. And what weight rod do you throw with that? Uh, seven or eight. I mean, it's light enough. You can even throw it on a six. Rut-row. Mario just broke his bourbon. <laughs> We do have whiskey going on down there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's not too early, apparently, for, for these crowd. And you're out in... So if I was going to throw a dart in Pennsylvania, which is kind of rectangular, where would, where would it land on? Holly? Holly? For me? Yes. Uh, it would land on Harrisburg. Harrisburg area. Okay. That That's a good reference point for you. And you've got a specific season. Right. Season. My season runs July through October. And you said there's a break for spawning. Right. We do run some trips uh, in the early spring, later half of March, beginning of April. And May 1st, the, season, the river shuts down for targeting smallmouth bass. It's closed for targeting smallmouth bass from May 1st to the second Saturday of June. And that includes 35 miles of the lower Juniata River. It seems just like Pennsylvania just has their kind of game, fish and wildlife managed a lot better. Well, yeah. It, regular, there's nothing goes on where I live. You can call something in and there's like, yeah, we don't have a ranger that can drive there within the next three hours. We sort of have that problem because there is usually only one, um, if you want to call them uh, fish commission officer per county. And some of our counties are pretty big. Some have two, but most of them only have one. So you'll you'll make a phone call. You're going to get a recording, and until somebody comes around to see, she's walking by with an open bottle of wine and a glass. So, um, yeah. Now you got the Conowingo Dam, which just has like garbage all over it that collects. Is there a fish ladder or passage for the shad and stripers to move through, and for other fish to move down? Yeah, I don't know about moving down. I know for them to get up. Does it work? Did you guys uh, ever get? We we haven't got shad, but we get stripers in Harrisburg. Really? Yeah. How far did they go up before the dam? Be- before all the dams on the river? Yeah. They went the whole way up to New York. The shad did. Yeah. The first time I drove up that way, eighty one, I was like Susquehanna, like way up there. Oh yeah, it starts in Binghamton, New York. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. So we had the Rappahannock was dammed up right up river here. Mm-hmm up the road and the shad were dead ended and they took the dam down and within two years these fish were 30 miles west wow like basically the foothills of the blue ridge you know and i don't because i don't pay much attention to their shad program but i i do get down and fish uh, deer creek in maryland mm-hmm. which is below the conowingo uh i don't know why those shad don't come on up because all the uh all the dams on the Susquehanna 
have fish ladders. But I don't know if it's because the river is so wide that we just don't see them. I don't know. I just, it's like you got a big river. It's, are these fish, they like the structure. Absolutely. Uh, you're going to find them with rocks, the, the ledges, and so forth like that. How are you doing? Good. How about yourselves? Great. Are you Brian? I am. You're taking me fishing. Well, good. Good. She want a... She want a half day? Yep. Do I All have right. to bring him with me? Nope. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't look like he'd be any fun anyhow. Probably not. But uh, just give me a call to set it up. What July, do you fish for? Smallmouth bass. What about walleyes on the Susquehanna? There's walleyes out there, but you won't catch them with me. Why? Because I don't target them. Okay. I target You're strictly smallmouth. I'm not saying you won't catch them by accident, but I don't target them. Okay. You don't like to fish for them? Or? I really don't. Okay, I'm just curious. Yeah, I really don't because they don't put up a fight. They're like a dead stick in the water. Yeah, they're mighty tiny. Yeah, but I tell everything back. I'm not hauling fish around all day long just to eat. Oh, okay. So well, She likes to keep fish dead. She's no. never had walleye. That's why I'm asking We're all questions. catch and release. Okay. So, so, yeah, my season's July through October. So give me a call and we'll set up set up your day. July through October. Yep. Okay. Yep. Julie, his season goes July through October. I'm sorry. His season goes July through October. Okay. We're gonna be in Yellowstone July and August, so you got all September we could do it. Where where are you located? Uh Harrisburg area. Oh in the Harrisburg area, okay. So, you can grab a card and a yeah, brochure. You got that? And yeah, the card's right there. So, all you got to do is give me a call and we'll set the day up. Excellent. You know what you could do? Go up, see down in Philadelphia. That's not Philadelphia, it's too far from Harrisburg. Really. I think it's like three hours. Oh, is it that far? Yeah, you travel out the turnpike, it's about three hours. Well, I didn't realize that. It's only about three hours from Fredericksburg to Harrisburg. And one's going south and one's going east. Okay. Sad. Well, we'll probably see you maybe in September. All right, well, like I said, give me a call. Uh, you know, you're going to have to give me like six weeks out lead time. Six weeks? Okay. Yep. We'll do the calendar when we get home. Okay. Yep. All right. And we'll get Excellent. get you going. All right. Thank Looking you. Forward to Strictly it. fly rod fishing. No, you can bring spinner rod if you want. Okay. Well, we fish with fly rods. That's good. Okay. But I mean, you're welcome to bring spinner rod. Don't I, even own one. That's good. <laughs> I'll have the flies for you. You don't have to worry about okay. flies. What do you use for flies? I use right here my fly, poppers, files or minnows. Whatever the day tells you. Pretty much. Okay. There's only about a handful of patterns that I use. So. Okay, any other questions for the man? No, we're good to go. Good. Thanks a lot. You You're take welcome. Care. Take care. Power to it. So what about Helgermites? We have good population you of Helgermites. You know George Daniels, right? I do, don't you? Yeah, he spent the weekend with us. He's a great oh, guy. Oh, did he? Yeah. He said to come see him. Is he still here? 
No, he, he just laughed. Did he? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know George real well. He's got quite five and a half hour ride. No more than that. Six and a half hour ride ahead of him to get home. Yeah, he's a little bit further than I am. Is he? Yeah, I got about three and a half. I don't, li- I don't, yeah, I don't live in Harrisburg. I live outside of Mount Holly Springs. Oh, okay. Which is Carlisle area. Oh, okay. Well, that's quite a lot closer than Harrisburg. But the river's not in Carlisle. You got, I guide the river where I live. I live about 40 minutes from the river. Oh, okay. All right, sir. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. So Helger Mike's about crayfish, big fan of? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Crayfish, Helgramites, uh, bait fish patterns. You can fish dries up there if you want to. We get some nice insect hatches. Our biggest one's the white fly hatch coming off uh, the end of July, beginning of August. So if you like to fish dry flies, that can be done. Uh, we also get brown drakes, slate drakes come off that time too. So. All right. And so you tie it on a regal. Mm-hmm. Is that a magnet on top of yours? It is. It's just, you know, it... it just to hold stuff back, I put it on there. So, All right. where can we find you online? Uh, www.susqriverguides.com. Fantastic. All right, folks, go catch some fish with them. Thank All right, you. thank you. That worked. All right, we're at Naps Creek. What's going on? Hey, um, we're just hanging out here at the Virginia Wine and Fly Fishing Festival. We have a couple tanks set up with a live creek display. Some nice golden stone flies swimming around. Lots of crawdads trying to bite Rob's fingers. But uh, so far, so good. Lots of traffic coming through. Hope you all made it down this weekend. I'll totally take any of these except the Helgramite if you want to get rid of them on the way, way home. Oh, yeah, we're keeping the Helgramite. He uh, he lives in Mark's pocket over here, so we've grown a little attached. Oh, my God. You, you can add the tupula, how about it? I bet that's an interesting one to watch hatch. Uh, crane flies are fun. Look at that. Oh, my goodness. I'm not a fan of the Dodson flies, I got to say. I prefer to have the Helgramite. Yeah. Helgramite versus stonefly. I think I think the stonefly would win. I don't know. He's pretty big. And see, I, don't, I would love to have your... Uh, Sculpted, but he'd probably eat all my scuds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably so. You can have some crawdaddies, though. No, they eat it. Yeah, I don't want bugs. I don't want. Only bugs? I'll take your crane fly. Mm-hmm. I'll take any of your nymphs. Okay, I'll trade you for your Pikachu. Um, maybe an ice cream cone. So, where, where are y'all located? Uh, we're in Pocahontas County, West Virginia. So, in between. Uh, Lewisburg and Elkins in West Virginia. Uh, we're right along the banks of Nats Creek, about a mile up from the confluence of the Greenbrier River. Um, and one cool thing, actually, that we just got is our National Forest Guiding uh, License. So this year we will be adding the Cranberry River uh, to our to our quiver of water to explore. We're excited to get into um, the National Forest, get some native rookies hooked up. Sorry I'm not looking at you while you're talking. I normally do, but there's bugs in front of me. So I'm a little distracted. <laughs> a little ADD, that's okay. Yeah. It's not a little. It's it's overboard. <laughs> well, um, we've What's... been having a pretty good time. Let's see. We had some kids in here earlier with the sticks. That was kind of wild. That's probably the craziest thing this weekend. What's y'all's fishing season? 
Well, for the trout, we do a lot in the spring, uh, opening mid-May, oh, excuse me, mid-March through mid-June. Then when the water warms up in the creek, all the trout head towards the river. So we really focus on beginner fly fishing lessons uh, for sunfish and smallmouth bass in the creek. Uh, And then come September uh, through December, we're back on the trout train. Nice. How can we find you to, to book trips? You can book online on our website at NapsCreekTroutLodge.com, and that's K-N-A-P-P-S, Naps Creek. You can come down to another beer tie? Yeah, we'll hope to make it down next time I visit my mama. Having it tomorrow. I'll catch the next one. All right. <laughs> For sure. Thanks, Rob. All right. Thank you. All right. Flies by two brothers. Which brother are you? Mason. And I'm guessing you're the older one just based on size? Yes. All right. How old are you? 14. And you guys are tying flies to pay for? College. Nice. When did you guys get into tying? We got into tying about three, four years ago, and we started our business about a year and a half ago. So we met probably just about a year ago at the uh, Fly Fishing 101. You guys were starting off, and your flies have increased in, uh, I want to say, patterns. There's yes. a lot more patterns now. Yes, there are. We have about 56 right now. Whoa. All right. Do you guys fight each other when you're tying? <laughs> not really. Not really. Hopefully really? not. My brother would stab me in the head if we had to tie together. <laughs> I, mean, I think I've got a lazy eye because he hit me with a Nilla wafer once. <laughs> don't have Nilla wafer fights and don't have dice fights. <laughs> um, so where are you guys tying up this weekend? This weekend, well, we've had a number of people coming up to us asking for special custom orders and so when we get we home we're green weenies. yes we've had a number of pattern suggestions as well so we usually have a debriefing after each big event so after that then we just plan out our schedule for the next month or so and we get time you guys are a little more organized than i am <laughs> meetings debriefings that's a big word for well, what four... are you two young men who like to draw the next raffle sure all right okay. we'll get him going all right so what vice are you tying with You've got the tall vice over yes. there. This, was, this is a Renzetti. I don't actually know the model or anything. It's a Renzetti traveler with all sorts of bells and whistles. Yes. Those are added over the years. Yeah. All right. Any preference for bobbins or scissors? Well, I just think... Actually, really no preference. No preference? Yeah. All right. What, uh, what flies have people been custom ordering? What flies? Um, let's see... Some or yeah. uh, they want Mako shark flies. You don't have to, no one will know. Um, we've actually had just uh, we people want to reserve some of our flies for later because we've sold out for probably about uh, five patterns right now and we've recouped about three or four of them. So you find it's quiet when lefty's talking and no one's coming through. <laughs> Sometimes yes. Yeah. Sometimes and it's got to be nicer today that the wind's not blowing yes it is very nice today yesterday we almost lost our email list and all of our tent cards oh no (laughs) so i'm assuming you're going to pick a college to go to that's near fishing um that's what some people have suggested but i went to school at mary washington i didn't fish until i was done really and it was the day i finished my last final i went to sports authority got a license went to the river caught my first striped bass on a fly and that about as life-changing as having a kid for me. That day, that fish. I'll always remember that fish. 
I didn't get a fish during college. I don't know. I was I was a nerd. I was studying. <laughs> well, speaking of colleges, um, some of the things I'm interested in are uh, alternative energy. That's okay. one of the things. Nuclear engineering is also a possibility. And uh, ocean engineering is one of the big ones for me, basically. All places with warm water discharges and fish. <laughs> yes. Yes. Always water nearby. Yeah. That's a pretty good plan. Now let's talk about what goes on over in Vienna. Vienna, yes. At the caboose? Yes. Our uh, friend, Mr. Woody Heffron, he started an event called In Flies We Fish. And he asked us to be the resident fly tires for that. And we just had our second event a few weeks ago, or a week or two ago. And we tied the green weenie. And actually, ironically, we had somebody come up today asking for that in... We had just tied a few, but we left them at home because we didn't officially have it in our inventory. Right. So, yes. Do you guys have just, like, a big bin of, like, flies at home like you'd have at a shop? We actually bring our whole inventory, yeah, we too. Yeah, we keep one of each type at our, um, uh, we have, like, home inventory, so whenever we go on show, we always keep one in case people are order online while we're gone. you got to introduce yourself. Uh, so I'm Palmer. No relation to the method of wrapping marabou? Um, No. <laughs> It's like I have no relation to Disney. Sometimes you just got to ask. All right. And how long have you been tying? Um, about four years now. Like 22? 12. Oh, I was sorry. I thought you had already paid for college and you graduated. Well, I, th- I think we have after, you know, this this event. All right. Possibly. Just remember, when you try to sell your books back, they're going to give you like 18 cents. I know. I literally sold my first semester books and was able to buy nachos. That was it. It was horrendous. I wanted a date with a girl. And all I had was like, it's like, great, I got 18 cents per like literature book. But that was a different time. Yeah, we've right. heard stories about this. So, Palmer, what are you tying on? Um, well, I just finished my favorite fly, Cotton Candy Worm. It's just a non-purist fly. It's just with pink East Ash Chanel and uh, two red rubber legs. And I've caught my biggest trout on that one. Tell me about this rubber leg stuff. I don't think I've seen this stuff before, the way it's... It's almost like flexi-floss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have some, actually, in our bag. Did you see the new Orvis worm pattern with something like this? No. It's just one rubber worm, or one rubber leg, and you can tie a really cool, like, tiny worm with it. Really? Similar material. All right, and what have you been tying this weekend? Well, some, I've been tying lots of um, uh, of those cotton candy worms, some of my favorite pink crystal buggers and uh, these ones look like the old honey bugs from up on the breaches we, we actually have a honey bug yeah. this is a, what we call our honey bug. right here yeah that's one of those regional flies you take it out west and the fish don't know what it is yeah. all right what's up next any more events for you guys besides the, the caboose night we um, are going to be volunteering at the Vienna Kids Fishing Rodeo, nice. recent, and they were actually nice enough to let us set up a booth there, and so, right. so that was very kind. Now, with all this time, are you getting out fishing at all? Uh, we're hoping to, actually, after the festival's over tonight, but we don't know for sure. Because Get in the shad. Was, yes. We, we actually, um, on our way here, we stopped, we stopped uh, fishing. Fred but, Vegas. Yeah, Fre- Fredericksburg, and people are just raking in big hickory shad. Yeah. You get a lot of lampreys down there, and a lot of gar will be coming in soon. The great spot about that is you can wade into fish, 
Whereas the Rappahannock or the Potomac, if you step in it, you drown. So. Or you sink to your death. Yeah. Which is basically. I, I miss. I used to live five minutes from down there in college. That was a five minute drive. You could go home during slack tide. I could drive home, make a sandwich, come back. It was great. Where can we find you guys online? We have a website. It's uh, www.fliesby2brothers.com. All right. No FB2B tats yet? Forearms? Um, I could draw one. Give you guys some, like, matching. Yeah. All right. Maybe in the future. Maybe. All right. We'll keep up the good work. I'm looking forward to what's next in your time career. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And the brand manager. All right, we have an intern brand manager here for Blue Ridge Outdoors Magazine. Want to tell us what the literature is? Well, we're an outdoors magazine that distributes from May to, yeah. Full length of the Blue Ridge Mountains? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, and we talk about anything from environmental issues to the best trails to hike to fishing streams, best place to fish, anything outdoors. Outdoor festivals? Yep. Uh, you are? I'm Brianna. Um, Brianna Moltian. This is Blake. <laughs> is that you, or is this your pseudonym, Brianna? Pseudonym. Okay. We're here. <laughs> Gotta keep it undercover. Um, but pretty much. The government gave me this name on witness relocation. <laughs> I am in the witness protection, but we're just gonna forget about that. <laughs> um, um, but the magazine talks about festivals all over from Virginia, West Virginia, like again the Blue Ridge Mag- or Blue Ridge um, region. Um, you know, great places to go fishing, great you know swimming holes, hiking, and also experiences with you know athletes as far as paddlers, uh, ultra runners, everything. It, it's just the gist of getting involved in your outside. You know, you're just your backyard. So swimming hole sounds dangerous. You gotta Only live if you hurt yourself. You're talking like jumping off cliffs or just like walking into one? I mean, you have the option of getting in waiting if you feel like. Do you have a specific swimming hole you know of? No, I can't tell you. You gotta read the magazine. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so if you're in Richmond and an intern, mm-hmm. you are. What's your role? I work, I fill in. Um, I actually represent at the shows? Yes. And I guess I work as a raft guide, so kind of, yeah, a mix, like a personal experience bringing it in. <laughs> All right. How often does this periodical come out? It's a monthly publication with uh, special, special editions several times throughout the year. Like this month is the park issue. Several months ago we had the fly fishing issue, and we have... Bike issue. Yeah. Have, is there Blue Ridge eating all like beers and sandwiches oh, gosh, yeah i think in the fall time they had the uh pumpkin spice edition <laughs> blue ridge pumpkin spice the latte, well, yeah. the latte uh <laughs> <version>. <laughs> um yeah they did like what's the great or your top breweries in the blue ridge um you know from down in ash or not Asheville, Asheville definitely some of the I top correct i was told it's Asheville. 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 Depends on how southern you are. <laughs> no, I, was, I was corrected recently. Asheville. Like, <laughs> Asheville. Again, how, you know, maybe you're from Maryland, tomato, tomato. Maryland people talk completely different, so. You're talking like, you know, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> are you from Maryland? Nope. <laughs> no. Yeah, the Baltimore accent. It's very distinctive. It is, it is. 
Oh yeah, it's it's out there. So how how's the turnout been so far? Pretty decent. We got some people. We actually have a great um, package going for people to try to win an exclusive weekend to Winchester, Kentucky. That's not the wheel we spin, is it? No, but you can sign up right there if you okay. give us your first, last name, and email address. <laughs> Are we using our real names on it, unlike you? Um, yes. <laughs> I am an I, I am a uh, excluded from this. There's got to be a loophole somewhere. For this? Yeah. No way. Cross your fingers and like wear I, your pajamas. I was explaining earlier to somebody that I had a, a friend who signed everything as Harry Gooch. That was like a <laughs> pseudonym. So you can sign up as some Very other good. name yeah <laughs> but then it would probably go to like he'd probably get a call for real someone would look him up <laughs> I mean, we, if it works. What, how do we get a go outside and play shirt go on the blue ridge outdoors website okay. blueridgeoutdoors.com because we're not having the snakehead tournament this year so i, I need a new shirt yeah they have some sweet shirts campfire sleeping are these like tactical outdoor all right. Keep you safe from bears. In the swimming holes. Yep. All right. The swimming bears. Yeah. Any other, anything else you want to mention? Uh, if you do a trick for us, we'll give you that T-shirt. I can take my thumb off and twist it. Ready? <laughs> my thumb. Does that does that trick work? The same time, sweet a sticker. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have a five-year-old, so I, that's the limit of my tricks. <laughs> Everything else gets figured out. And she still probably, or he probably loves that trick still. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Where can we find Blue Ridge online or any of your social media if you want people to follow you? Oh, yeah, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, the usual. <laughs> what about the Snapchat? That seems to be the popular thing these days. You know, we haven't quite moved there yet because we've been too busy going outside and playing, you know, hiking and fishing. <laughs> but, That's yeah. the best answer of, of the weekend. Yeah, big. <laughs> maybe next time we're sitting down behind our desk at the office. And have you come to get a free back massage? Um, I have been... I would highly advise it before he packs it up. Is it is it free? Yeah. It is? Okay. Yeah, yeah we're going. Come on down. There, there may be some... Oh, what? Nobody told me about yeah. bourbon. <laughs> Campfire sleeping bag, bourbon, Blue Ridge. Well, I had two out of the four last night. <laughs> I don't smell like campfire smoke, and I was in the Piedmont, so. <laughs> no, I'm not Piedmont. I'm coastal now. I'm on this side of 95. Yeah, no longer Piedmont. All right. All right. Well, go get yourself a back rub and enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. Thanks, Rob. That's it for the show. I'm tired, stuck in traffic. What's new, right? Same old, same old. Got a great night's sleep. I woke up at two in the morning and figured it was morning already. I was so well rested, but I'd only been asleep for a couple hours. So I went back to sleep and got up and it's pretty darn cold out. I did not feel that as I was on two 32 degree bags and then had my zero degree down over me. My cast gear jacket on. It's quite a comfortable guy. 
Got up at uh, like 7.15, 7.30, turned the car on to get the heat going, warm up my contact lenses. I don't know how cold they were. Headed over to the show. Started cleaning up and organizing my gear and flies. And before I knew it, people were coming through the door. Looper sold, I don't know how many of his spineless minnows. It was a hit. I definitely think you should... Go to Looper Flies and check out that spineless minnow. That thing's got action. He sold a lot of them. I still guarantee that the most successful fly in the entire building was the Snow White Damsel. Well, that's just my feelings, but that's the truth. Sold a bunch of those, a lot of shad flies and a couple worms and reapers and a bunch of frogs. I should be getting off on Route 1 right now. I go by Fredericksburg, but... I'm going to gamble and stay on 95. And I just, 10 feet past that exit, I'm regretting that. It's more traffic. It was a fun day. It didn't go as fast as yesterday, but thankfully the weather was nicer. And we had none of that cold wind blowing in every time somebody opened the door to the beer and wine. I didn't really go out that way, so I don't really know what happened, but I saw people walking around with gyros. Thank you, Waze. Gyros look good, but I had my man meal of uh, Chef Boyardee out of a can and a Coke and a Slim Jim, and I feel good. I could definitely go for a steak and potato tonight after not eating too well over the weekend. I had my fly tying session at noon. Had about, I don't know, 10, 11 people. You may have heard that earlier. And every time I seemed to step away from my booth, someone would come up and if I didn't have a, a five-year-old intern working for me, paying him in flies, it only cost me two reapers to pay him to work my booth. So people were coming by off and on. As you heard, I barely left my aisle. I, I'd made, I think, the only podcast outside of my aisle or the one behind me was with Naps Creek Lodge. And... Up here in the front seat, riding shotgun in my cup holder, are two baby crayfish and a bunch of stoneflies and mayflies and a couple caddis they, they gave me from their tank. I was very enthused. Gotta say, I'm boxed in right now. I believe Justin referred to that as a Mexican roadblock. So you got trucks on all sides. So I'm in the shade right now, which is not bad, as the sun's coming in hot from the west. Completely stopped right now. I hate 95. This is terrible. So I was mostly uh, walking around talking, tying flies, trying to sell them. I could probably get a free bucktail on my right. There's a a fly-covered carcass of a deer. Get out my knife and cut that. So I hope you all enjoy this podcast. I think Bo put on a great show. It was the brightest lit venue I've been to spacious yesterday was definitely more busy than today I had a great time it was funny just seeing everyone walking around with wine glasses and beers Um, that's the fun of having all those wine vendors there what else what else the back massages were were pretty ridiculous so you're definitely going to want to look masseuse up in Knoxville Tennessee else can I talk about? Huh. Well, who else did I see? The TFO booth definitely had it going on. Lots of friends over there. 
But like I said, I didn't really get time to walk around. I need uh, an older intern that can handle my booth and make some sales while I'm going around doing this. It's hard to wear two hats at one show. I bought a shirt for Matt who works at Fletcher's. So he's got some clean threads to wear down there. Hopefully some people show up to Beer Tie, which is tomorrow. And we got Jason coming down in a week. One week from now, he'll probably be finishing up fishing for shad. We'll see how that goes. It's going to be 70 degrees. I can't wait. I'm driving home with the sunroof open. Can you hear? Can you dig it? Well, that's it. I don't know what else to say other than thank you, Bo, and and thanks uh, for everybody hanging out at the booth and stopping by and those that listen to the podcast. And I'm ready to go start guiding I'm tired of tying. I've been tying for two months straight for this show. I got a lot of flies left. So if you need to purchase any, let me know. I'm going to raise the price on that damsel soon. So it's not going to be $2 anymore. I'm going to raise it because uh, just because I need to. That's it. Hope you all enjoyed this episode of the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. Live from the Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival, which was indoors. Thankfully. 60 miles, but two-hour drive. Signing off. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night floats a duck camp alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.